Welcome to the Deeply Rooted Podcast. We are here to root deep together in God's Word so that we might live lives of unshakable faith. My name is Ben Jacobson. I am one of the pastors here at Hope Lutheran Church in Fargo, North Dakota, and I am joined today by my colleague, Pastor Steph Jordheim. Steph, thanks for being here. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, this summer, if you're just joining us, we're going through the Psalms and we're talking about uh, all the variety of Psalms. We've covered the first Psalm, we've covered the last Psalm, we've covered happy Psalms, Psalms of praise, sad Psalms, Psalms of lament, Psalms that uh, are asking God to enact his justice in the world. And we found out probably that that justice maybe looks a little different than what we would hope. Uh, but ultimately, that's where we place our hope, is in the God who who does love this world and, and enters in. And so the Psalms are just this rich place where we find um, the depth of human emotion. We find all of these truths about the God who is our shepherd, the God who is our fortress, the God who is our salvation and our rest. Today we're going to talk about Psalm 62. And we're going to have fun doing that, Steph. <laughs> okay. Think, uh, because we have a checklist here in the studio. And the, the final thing, the rest of the checklist is boring. It's all about, you know, our headset volume and, I mean, important stuff. But the last thing that it says is have fun. So I'm we're going to do that. that. Okay. Uh, so I think one of the things this psalm talks about, and we'll talk about this later, is is how God is dependable in, in ways that nothing else is. God mm-hmm. is our supreme place, our supreme source of hope and life and rest. Um, God is steady and sturdy when we are not. Mm-hmm. Um, we depend on things every day. Lots of things. Every, and I thought, wouldn't it be fun <laughs> if we made a little list, the two of us, of things that are dependable in life? This is going to... This is so, <laughs> so first world problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I wake up in the morning and I depend on my alarm. Okay, your alarm, which is on my phone, which is on your phone. I um, one of the things that I think is dependable is that I can depend on the fact that every time I set up a tent to sleep in that tent, <laughs> it will rain. <laughs> it seems like without. Question. Every time I'm going to sleep in a tent, it rains. Even if it's not raining when you set it up, it yeah, has absolutely. rained overnight Especially. and your tent is wet. Especially. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I could depend on that too. Yeah. Because been... the two times that I've been camping in a tent, that's happened. Yeah, it always does. I'm not a fan. If you ever need it to rain, just set up a tent. <laughs> and plan to sleep in it. <laughs> yeah. It will rain. What else? Um, I counted on my shower to run today. Hmm. For the most part, my car starts mm-hmm. there was a few well, a couple years ago when it decided that it wouldn't and no one could find out why and then we found out why and now it's dependable again nice yep what else? um my lights turned on today i'm sitting in a chair that's holding me up <laughs> yeah isn't it interesting actually we place our trust in so many things as we go throughout our day mm-hmm. you know like you pull up to a stoplight and you you sort of trust that that uh, the lights that you can't see mm-hmm. are uh, st- having other people stop when yeah. you're supposed to go. Oh, and you're trusting also that other people are paying attention to yeah. those lights and following the same rules. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. 
I, I trust that my shoes will stay tied once I tie them. You know, <laughs> that's a trust in myself, I suppose. There's lots of things we can trust. And of course, I think we know that um, all of that dependability is actually something that can crumble. Easily. Pretty easily. Uh, so where do we find our, our, our true dependability? When life gets difficult, right? And mm-hmm. I think we're going to find that today in Psalm 62, which I am going to read for you from uh, the New International Version. This is Psalm 62. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. How long will you assault a man? Would all of you throw him down, this leaning wall, this tottering fence? They fully intend to topple him from his lofty place. They take delight in his lies. With their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my people, my refuge. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Lowborn men are but a breath. The highborn are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they are nothing. Together they are only a breath. Do not trust in exhortation or take pride in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard, that you, O God, are strong and that you, O Lord, are loving. Surely you will reward each person according to what he has done. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Mm, amen. Amen. Steph, what uh, words, phrases, what things stick out to you? Mm, well, I mean, the obvious theme of God being strong mm-hmm. and our soul finding rest and salvation in him. Um, I just want to mention, though, that I love how, um, I'm thinking David is writing this, right? Mm-hmm. I love how David allows himself to like desperately cry out to God. Um, in the version that I'm reading, it said, um, it said, me instead of a man, the one that you read mm. was said. Where's that? Uh, what verse is that? So maybe. we're up up in the very beginning here. We're looking at verse three. So how long will you assault me? Hmm. Uh, would all of you throw me down? Um, surely they intend to topple me from this lofty place and they take delight in lies, you know, but my soul finds rest in God. Like he has this, He's like desperately crying. How long would you let this happen? Like, how long can they come at me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then 
I don't know. I think it's just this reassurance. It's like such reassurance. I find that David's able to cry out to God in that way, knowing that he hears him, like God hears David's cries. And it's reassuring to me to know that God hears us and he wants to hear from us, whether we're like sending up praise or whether we're pleading with him about whatever's going on in our lives. Like, how long are you going to let this happen, God? You know, Hmm. but it's a reassurance to me knowing that he can handle it. Hmm. And, and then David goes on to say, yeah, uh, I know you can handle it, God. You're my rock. You're my fortress. You're strong enough to take whatever I'm going to throw at you. And you're strong enough to take whatever's thrown at me. Right. So I love, I don't know. I love that. That's what jumped out to me. And I have found that that oftentimes I think we restrict ourselves from that Mm -hmm. in our relationship with God. So, um, we have developed our own patterns of thinking and we think that, you know, we have to approach God with only our best. Like piety. Like yeah. this pious, yeah, with, like yeah. I, I have to be reverent all the time. Yeah. But no, God's big enough to handle your garbage. Mm-hmm. I remember visiting somebody in the hospital years ago, a, a really faithful man who was struggling with lots of stuff, um, being in the hospital and thinking about mortality. And, and I remember him saying something like, um, I don't really know how to approach God. I just kind of want to yell at him. Mm. And, you know, I think I said, well, you've read lots of Psalms mm-hmm. and you've seen that that actually is a very faith filled response. I think he felt bad um, wanting to yell at God. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes that's our most faithful response is to be honest with God about who we are and how we are and where we are. Right. Right. I mean, and so when we see David modeling this, yeah. um, it's, it's an invitation for us to do the same. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I would hope that the people listening to this today know that whatever it is that, that you're facing God is a rock and mm-hmm. you can be the wave that comes in crashing against and crashes it. against it yeah. and that rock will not be moved and that's yeah. okay. Um, the other thing that's interesting and I didn't think about this until you brought this up about how day uh, and I think it's because of the difference in, in the translation we're looking at when you said, how long will you assault me? Mm-hmm. Um, David is making a very personal statement mm-hmm. right this is personal to him something's going on in his life where people are surrounding him mm-hmm. um it's personal it's also very public i mean this is in the <laughs> best-selling book of all time right we often project only our best into the world and into not just our relationship with god but actually with other people we're not often honest with where we're at in life Mm. and here david is actually saying i'm in a place where i'm surrounded by tough stuff yeah um we live in a social media world where you only see my best day. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking of. Like, you don't see my worst. <laughs> the most public social media yeah. <laughs> ever. Like the the Bible. Like yeah. here's here's a psalm for everyone, you know. And can you imagine putting this conversation with God out on social media right. today? Right. For yourself. Yeah. Like. And what what happens as a result of David's honesty mm. is 
he's able to point to the thing that is steady and yes. dependable. The one thing, which is God. I love that first line, my soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. Mm-hmm. Boy, we have a lot of souls in our world, mine included, that don't get the rest they need. Huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I totally I think there's agree. so much empty rest. I mean, I turn to lots of, you know, like, how often do I sit and sort of scroll on my phone thinking that, oh, I'm going to be so rested when I'm done with this uh, <laughs> <laughs> hour-long session of just looking at who knows what, reading things that um, probably don't matter, uh, that aren't going <laughs> to fill me up, right? Yeah, I mean, actually, uh, on that note, I I mean, I just had a week of quote-unquote vacation, mm-hmm. and we were talking after that, like, I did not feel rested, mm. even after being on vacation, so-called, mm-hmm. for a week. Mm-hmm. So what was I not doing? I mean, did I not spend enough face-to-the-floor <laughs> time, you know? Probably. Yeah. So... Where was I trying to find rest? It's an interesting thing that we live in a world where you need a vacation f- from your, your vacation. vacation. <laughs> right? But we do. We have a misguided sense of where we find our rest for our souls. And I don't mm-hmm. think that's anything new. I think for all time eternal, people have turned to, you know, whatever it is that they thought would be restful for them or what would really give them peace in life and and really it's not calorically dense (laughs) right it's like it's like celery (laughs) it doesn't last too long no (laughs) right but i do find reassurance in this psalm he talks about finding rest even in this time of turmoil and it's not like he's trying to take a vacation away for a week or anything like that to find the rest he's like no 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 my soul find rest in god and he keeps coming back to that truly he's my rock and my salvation my fortress i won't be shaken hmm. yeah so we often look for rest in in places or in things mm. and david is reorienting that and saying it's in a person mm-hmm. it's in a relationship not one that we escape to on a Sunday morning, but one who's always there mm-hmm. every day of the week in every waking moment. Um. Yeah. And he actually calls out, like if we skip down to verse 9, he starts talking about the things that we do mm-hmm. place um, our trust in mm-hmm. and like go to find our rest and like our... <laughs> salvation even um in like status you're talking about like the low born or but a but a breath high born you know like uh, your status he's mm-hmm. talking about um, yeah so let's let's yeah. take a look at that so one of the things we've been doing in most of our podcasts about the psalms is we've been looking at the different you know how when we look at a psalm which is a song or a poem mm-hmm. uh, one of the ways that we can extract some of the meaning from it is we can start to break it up into little parts and so we can see some of the themes that are present there in the psalm and so there's probably several ways we could break this one up as i look at it uh, my mind goes to three different little sections and so the first would be verses one through four which is this uh, uh 
he's talking about, first of all, where he finds his rest and salvation Mm -hmm. and then his situation, right? So he he points to God first Mm -hmm. and then says, and here I am right now uh, wondering how long am I going to be assaulted Mm -hmm. and how long are people going to try to take me down from where I'm at? Um, look at the people around me. They want to, they want to bring me down. They take delight in lies. They don't speak truth. Um, and then there's a shift in verse five mm-hmm. where it's almost like the psalmist who we have, uh, indicated as David here at the beginning is, is asking for his own soul to find rest. So first he makes this proclamation right. and then it's like reminding himself. So if God is my rest, soul, would you please find rest <laughs> in God? Which is probably where most of us yeah. are at. Like we know in our head. So it's the shift from the head to the heart, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the truth. Now, could I please trust in that truth? And that's what that second section is. Goes probably till verse 8, which ends with trust in him at all times, O people. And so he's saying, first of all, he's saying, uh, me, could I do this, my soul? And then he's asking, he's inviting other people in in verse 8, trust in him at all times, O people. And so he's doing that thing that happens in a lot of the Psalms is going from the personal to the corporate, you mm. know, from personal to communal, inviting other people to share in this this thing that he has found um, and then finally that last flip which is naming all of those places where we look for dependability and trust mm-hmm. and value and salvation um, and and let's so let's look at some of those you so know that sort of in this lofty language that we don't use today right yeah um, Lowborn man. Lowborn man. So interesting. So as you were going through the different sections, just to just to tag on to what you said, I'm like, oh yeah, he like helps us orient ourselves in it too. Like mm. in the in those first verses, he's like, okay, where am I at right now? And then he's like, okay, where should I be? Mm. And then okay, come with me. So mm-hmm. like invites everybody else in. Okay, where mm-hmm. should we be? And then he's like, all right, where have I gone wrong? <laughs> And what's yeah. the real truth that I need to land on? Yeah. Could you say all that again? Sure. So he says, uh, like in those first few verses, he says, where am I? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, where should I be? Mm-hmm. And then where should we be? Come with me. And then he's like, okay, where have I gone wrong? And what's the truth I need to land in? Mm. Like he goes through the stages. Aren't those good questions for all of us to ask? Uh, yeah. Like, just like a little self-evaluation. <laughs> right. Like if you don't know where you are at right now with things and you can't be honest with yourself and God about it, how can you move forward from there? Hmm. Like, yeah, that's a good question. So, which is what he does for us in this Psalm, right? He orients himself, like, like figures out where he is, like, and then, okay, but, but really, where should I be? Mm-hmm. Okay, come back to it. My salvation, my rest is in God. Hmm. You know, that's that's where I should be. I should be trusting in God. And then he's like, okay, come with me. Trust in God. Okay, but where do we go wrong? Okay, we go wrong because in verse 9, we rely on status. In mm-hmm. verse 10, we trust in things. Right. You know? Um, riches. Yeah. And yep. then... 
and then again and then he goes further and he's like okay that's where i've gone wrong but what's true isn't it interesting for someone who is a king david was a king hmm. yeah david was also a shepherd so he sort of had you know the low and the high yeah um isn't it interesting for him to say that neither of those things are the thing that gives us Do you know what it status? reminds me of that just popped into my head that What's we didn't that? talk about either? <laughs> but it reminds me of the Apostle Paul in Philippians 4. When he talks about, uh, I've learned what it is to have mm-hmm. live in want, and I've learned what it is to live in plenty, and mm-hmm. I've learned through all of these things. Mm-hmm. I can only find mm-hmm. my strength through Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, mm. a really important parallel, I think. Um, and then for a king to say, uh, don't take pride in riches. Don't mm-hmm. set your heart on them. For someone who probably had more than anybody else in the world that he lived in, for him to be able to say, um, this this isn't it. Mm-hmm. This isn't the place. Because I think what we often see is the people who have lots or make it seem like they have lots. We see them as the, the ones saying, once you get here, <laughs> you're going to have it. Right. And it's going to be great. And life will be good. And here David says, that's just not true. Uh, there's only one relationship that's going to give you what you truly need in the depths of your soul. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There's sort of an interesting turn then. Starting at verse 11, we go back to the truth. Mm-hmm. One thing that God has spoken, two things I have heard, and here are the two things. You, O God, are strong, and you, O Lord, are loving. Which is interesting because those two things are in some ways opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting, and my version <coughs> also says it differently. Okay, let's it hear that. It says, power belongs to you, God, mm. and with you, Lord, is unfailing love. Mm. With you, Lord, is unfailing love. Mm-hmm. So we've got the the strength and love still, but the power belongs to you. Says a little something different to me. Yeah. What? what when does you that when mean? you put it with the next line, <laughs> when you put it with the next mm. verse, actually. Yep. Um, because in mine it says, "And you reward everyone according to what they've done." So if power belongs to God, that's actually. <clears throat> Helpful to let me off the hook a little bit uh, because I don't like the the people that were attacking David in the beginning of the psalm that he's mm-hmm. talking about. It, mm-hmm. He like gives up the power at that point. He's like, oh, I don't. It's not up to me to judge them. The power belongs to God and it's their salvation. Not up to me. Mm-hmm. Power belongs to God. But we know God is loving and we know he uh, loves us and our enemies. So it's up to God, not me. Yeah, so there's, okay, and again, interesting. Here we have a king talking about where power actually belongs. Right. And we have people struggling to take his power from him. And then in the midst of that, we have a God who actually is powerful mm-hmm. and loving. Um, and again, loving that word has its roots in, we talked about this on another episode of Psalm 117, I believe. Hesed, the the love, the love of God that endures, Mm -hmm. that 
that we can't ever live up to, that we, you know, humans fail over and over, but God's love is steady, enduring, dependable. Confidence. And that is just a theme, right? Yep. That, that, and we're going to fail, but God won't fail. God's love won't fail. Um, and so mm-hmm. to, to have that truth. But then we, we go to the last two lines are kind of a conundrum. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to read them. And then maybe you have a different translation. Tell me if yours is different. It says, surely you will reward each person according to what he has done. Mm. Mine says they, <clears throat> but so you reward everyone according to what they have done. What do you think about that? Man, I How struggled. do you read that? What do you I'm feel when you, you read that? <laughs> I'm telling you. Okay. On the surface, before before we started talking about it or dug into it at all, I was like, well, that is terrifying. <laughs> You reward everyone according to what they have done. And then I start running a list of like the things that I have done or not done. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, we always confess our sins and, you know, we've sinned by what mm-hmm. we've done and by what we've left undone, yep. all of that. But you reward everyone to according to what they have done. And I was like, that's terrifying. And then I was like, well, is it true? Okay. Uh, yes. Faith without works is dead. So, okay. Hmm. But... It, again, I think after we talked about it, he's giving the power to God. He's like, okay, power belongs to God. Hmm. I don't have to judge people. And he's sort of, you can sort of read it in a, according to what they have done. Mm-hmm. Not I, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. But wonder- everyone according to what they have done. I wonder if that, I wonder if your translation is a more accurate. I don't know. I, I, I think it one of the ways when we come upon a line or two of scripture that we struggle with, because if we were to just take that line by itself, mm-hmm. you know, we might say, oh boy, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but I think one of the ways that we can, we can take a line like that and start to pull it apart is actually to s- fit it within the context of mm-hmm. the Psalm. And mm-hmm. then, within the context of all the Psalms and then within the context of all of scripture. Um, and so what we can do is we can, uh, we can look at, so the word reward, I think is one of the words that's tough because mm. uh, I think we equate that immediately with salvation. Mm. It, it, you know, if you're coming at it from that angle, uh, but what does the Psalm say about salvation? It comes from God. Does only. it come from what I do, or does Mm-mm. it come from God alone? It repeats that over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. So even within the context of this psalm, we have these. It see it seems maybe like a competing idea, but but actually it it very clearly tells us where what? salvation comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, then, if we were to take it even a wider picture and to say, uh, what what do we know from the other psalms? That might help us understand this. Well, mm-hmm. we talked in one of our previous episodes about imprecation, this sort of big word that's <laughs> like, you know, almost wishing uh, something on somebody else, wishing God's judgment on somebody else. It might be that David is saying, God's, <laughs> hopefully God rewards you with what you deserve. Yeah. Uh, but in the same breath, he's also pointing to God who is loving, strong, yes. and the God of salvation. Um, the other thing, that I think we can do is we could go back to the first Psalm, which we did on this podcast. Uh, 
and it talks about two paths, the path of the wicked, the path of the righteous. Mm. And I think we know this to be true, that God has set up a world where when we make choices, there are consequences. And when we walk the path with God, there is blessing and reward there because we are following the, the life that God laid out for us. Mm. We are leaning into who he calls us to be and how he calls us to live when we follow his law and his will and his way, there is blessing and there is reward. You know, when you're honest, there's reward in it. When you're Mm -hmm. loving towards other people, there's reward in it. When you are evil to other people, there is suffering. That's just the way it Mm -hmm. is, right? So in a very practical sense, there is a lot of truth to that statement. And it could be and also sometimes you're talking you mentioned reward meaning like eternal but i wonder if sometimes reward actually goes to in the moment yeah like uh because i'm honest i will get x mm-hmm. you know i think sometimes we can think in those terms instead and i don't necessarily think that's what he's talking about here but sometimes when you see that word you're like but what earthly awesomeness am i going to get by being right honest you know like what good is going to happen to me if i do good for Mm. others Mm. like yes there's reward in walking in god's will Mm -hmm. but it may not be that your life is just peachy now no you know no and it may not be immediate right sometimes the fruits of doing the right thing we never see them i mean and the bible is full of people who never see the the promised land right yes full of it i mean poor moses yeah poor guy um, you know, and so the last thing that we can do, we've, we've looked at that phrase or those two lines in the context of this Psalm, in the context of the Psalms, mm-hmm. and then we can look at it in the, the full scope of the narrative of scripture. Where does the love of God lead? Mm-hmm. It leads to Jesus, Jesus, who enters into this world, lives, dies, and rises again with mm-hmm. an offer of eternal salvation and life. Mm-hmm. for each and every one of us. Um, and so when we say my soul finds rest in God alone and my salvation comes from him, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're talking about uh, Jesus, the one who comes to, to make the world and our lives right again when we put our, when we do that thing that he asks us to do in verse five, when we say to ourselves, find rest in him. <laughs> yeah. When we do that, there is reward. Mm-hmm. And there is salvation. Um, once again, you can uh, find immediate like soul refreshment, and like I do. Um, gosh, the experience of God's peace and rest is just something completely different than this world can offer. Hmm. Hmm. So, putting trust in that is just a different a different level of rest and trust. And it's not easy to do, right? Mm-mm. I mean, we don't get it right all the time, but we'll nope. keep trying. I'm going to leave us with the, the words of verse 8. Mm-hmm. Trust in him at all times, O people. And I might add, O podcast listeners. <laughs> pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. I want to thank you for listening today i want to remind you to to like to share to subscribe to get the word out if you'd like to know more about uh, hope lutheran church visit fargohope.org and in the meantime don't forget to stay deeply rooted mm-hmm.